praise God for his goodness and thank God for your patience. I want to welcome you to Inside the Pages presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. You know, when you start and when you uh, pastors and ministers will know that sometime you walk into the service and you have one thing on your mind uh, as far as how the service is going to go. You are all prepared and everything. And then there's opposition. And so we ran into a lot of opposition this morning. So I solicit your prayers. Again, you listen. Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful. And this, this is not a cliche. Uh, this is serious business. We're faithful to God, faithful in praising him, faithful in praying unto him, faithful in reading his word, faithful in serving him, faithful in giving to him for the cause of, for the establishment of the kingdom, faithful in presenting our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto him because it is our reasonable service. We're bold in God. We're bold. We're bold. We believe the the best way. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And so we thank God for what he is doing. And because of opposition, one thing you don't want to mess with is the preacher. You don't want to mess with with someone that is that is praying and seeking God. And certainly I am praying and seeking the Lord that his will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And so we're going to this morning because of the opposition. I'm hitting back this morning. I want you to know it doesn't mean that I lay still at any other time. I just want you to know that when you mess with the word of God, you better understand there's going to be some repercussions. When you do something that, that you ain't got no business doing, this is not a morning to resist me. Uh, the Bible said that the enemy stood and, and was resisting the priest, the minister. Uh, this is not one of those days that, that that's going to happen. And so because uh, I am anxious, I'm excited about the word of God. Uh, we're going to go into the word of God this morning. Again, we thank you for joining the online service. Uh, if you're looking for a church home, growth and ministry, I want to invite you to to join us and grow with us and be blessed with us. And, and so I started off the beginning of the year saying that we're going to have a sobriety check. And I want to make sure that you are checking yourself. And so remember, there are seven churches in the book of Revelation, which means there are seven groups of people, that there are seven individuals. So there are characteristics uh, there are seven pastors over the different churches. Now, you might want to feel that your church is, is all that and it. And I'm not saying that it's not. But what does God have to say? What does God have to say about the church? What does he have to say about you? What does he have to say about me? These are things that we need to know and understand. These are things that we cannot just go from day to day and not. Seek those answers. You want to make sure that you're right. 
You might be walking around with a, 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 a you might be walking around with a butter stain from eating popcorn on your on your garment. And nobody told you about it. He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. Don't make light of what I said, but understand this. And, and so the Bible tells us, and here we are, another church in the book of Revelation. And I'm not going to read all of the scriptures, but I just want to point out to you uh, that God is looking and he's booking. And so he said unto the angel of the church of Thyatira, write. And as he began to write those things and talk about it, he said, I know thy works. So there are a lot of people, a lot of churches that have works. Uh, some have small congregation, others have large congregation. But he said, I know thy works and thy charity and thy service and your faith and your patience. And then he says, I know your works again. And so I'm paying attention to everything that is going on. And then he said, but, but you've done something. You've allowed that woman, Jezebel. Uh, she calls herself a prophetess. She calls herself a prophetess. Uh, there are many today that call themselves a prophet. They might be a prophet. God gives and calls them without repentance. And so they may be exactly what they call themselves to be. However, she was teaching and she was seducing the servants. And they were committing fornication, unlawful sexual acts. God said, I, I saw that. I'm paraphrasing. He saw, he saw it. Not only that, but, but she was causing them to eat things, sacrifice to idols. We don't think about things that we eat sometimes that's been sacrificed to an idol. And so he gave her space to repent. There are churches today that fit right in the frame of what Jesus is describing here. You want to be repentive. You want to make sure that you're in the right place where God wants you to be so that you can receive of the Lord so that you can be saved. Now, there are a few there that uh, did not commit, did not follow after the teaching and the actions of Jezebel. They didn't accept everything. They examined what they was doing. And they made sure that they were right with the Lord. Are you making sure that you are right with God this morning? All right. Sobriety check. We're going to go on into the word of God now. And there will be a continual sobriety check. Uh, yes, yes. I, I'm this officer. I, I'm an officer in the, uh, in the body of Christ. And I'm calling for a sobriety check. I'm over this particular one on this avenue at five uh at 524 east pasadena street so if you drive down this street you better know that you're gonna get pulled over you're gonna go through the cones and and there's gonna be a check this morning i want to talk about the recipe for success the recipe for success can, can you say the recipe for success huh can you say that the recipe for success Bless your Lord. There is a recipe for success. Now, the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy, turn your Bibles to Deuteronomy, your electric devices, whatever you have, if you can. It says in the first verse, now, therefore, hearken, O Israel. So you know that he is talking to the, the birth of of a nation. 
He's talking to a group of people that have been born into existence. Some refer to it as the church. That's Deuteronomy 4, 1 uh, through 6. And so the church is referred to here. Israel is referred to as the church in the wilderness. And uh, they were baptized. Yes, when they passed through the Red Sea, they were baptized. Now, for those of you that say that we're not in Bible days, I want to clarify something for you. We are in the dispensation of grace. And because we're in the dispensation of grace, we are in Bible days. So don't be quick to erase and say, well, that doesn't apply today because the Bible is done with, you know, it's come to an end. That's not true. That is not true at all. We're in the dispensation of grace. We're in a time place where Daniel had prophesied, but Daniel did not see this particular time. Um, he saw the coming of Christ and, and he saw the eschatology of all things. But what Daniel did not see uh, that was spoken about also was the time of the Gentiles. And so here we are in Bible days. So this church, this church here, O Israel, unto the statues and unto the judgments, which I teach you. I'm teaching you something this morning. And, and, and because I'm, I'm in a, a mindset of warfare right now, um, this may escalate uh, to much more than just teaching. And so for to do them, I'm teaching you something to do that you may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers gives to you. God has spoken. God has said, I'm taking you someplace. I'm going to give you. And let me tell you something. When God gives to us, it is not for us to just mistreat it. We need to discipline ourselves. If God dropped $100,000 in your lap right now, you need to pay your bills. You need to handle business and not just run out and start spending the money on everything. And then you broke after a while. You need to figure out what to do with, with those six figures that has been so graciously given to you, how to invest it and what, so that you have residual. So God is planning, he's working some things out. You shall not add unto the word of which I command you. Don't add your thoughts to it and say, well, he didn't mean it like that. If you wanna know what I meant by what I said, you should ask me, is that right? You should ask me. You should ask me. Uh, what do you mean? Well, where are you coming from with that? I, I don't understand. I don't get it. You shall not add unto the word which I command you. Neither shall you diminish aught from it, that you may command, may, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did because of Balaam. For all the men that followed him, the Lord thy God hath destroyed them from before you. So there's a testimony of what happens when you rebel against the word of God. But ye did that which cleave, but you that did or are cleaving unto the Lord your God are alive, every one of you this day. Behold, I have taught you statues and judgments 
even as the Lord my God. Keep therefore and do them. Do them. Y'all tell yourself, do them. Do them. Come on, talk to yourself. Do them. Do them. You need to do what God is saying. For this is your wisdom. Understand what it is. It's the wisdom and understanding in the sight of all nations. Which shall hear all these statues. There are people all around the world. And it didn't begin in America. America has an arrogance about themselves believing that they evangelized the entire world. Uh, there's another word for that that I can't say. But uh, but there were already evangelistic move in place that God had established. Just like America discovered, um, just like the Anglo-Saxons came and discovered America. Uh, you know, there was obviously there was nobody here. Uh, there was no other uh, indigenous people uh, there was nobody else here in America when they found it. It was just a blank piece of, of dirt and, and nobody else had walked up on it when they discovered it. Well, if you believe that, then, then I got some more stuff to sell you. But listen here. All the nations shall hear of the statues and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. God said, if you follow his word, this is Moses talking to the people. Moses is given the principles of God, just as I am giving these same principles this morning. That if you walk in them, uh, you shall be considered a great nation and a wise people. You'll be considered wise. How did you do that? Well, the wisdom of God. How did you do that? God bless me to understand. How did you do that? I got good grades. Well, because I'm studious. God said, be studious. Uh, how did you become financially successful? Because God said to be good stewards over and I, I became a good steward. This is some areas, things that they have been doing for years prior to what we call official education. They had an understanding of using what is common sense as well as wisdom that God gives. The Bible tells us in Hebrews, it said, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we heard. We ought to pay attention to the very things that we're hearing and follow after that. Least at any time you let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense reward. How shall we, how shall I, how will you, how will you, how will you escape if you neglect what God is saying? Some people think that they have an exit strategy. They have an exit strategy for work. That's fine. You know, 401k and different things, saving money. You know, that's great. But some people think they have an exit strategy to get out and away from the judgment of God, you know. And, and so, um, but let me, let me ask you this here. Uh, because as I was driving in and I, I'm, I, I just happened to have the radio on and they were talking about Christianity. Uh, when you say that I'm a Christian, are you saying that you're practicing to be like Christ? Or are you saying that you believe in God? See, there's a difference. Uh, many say I'm a Christian, but they have no actions that follow what they're saying. The whole reason that the people looked at them and said you're Christian is because they were saying 
I see the resemblance of Christ. I see the resemblance of the teaching of Christ in your life and what you are saying to me. When Peter said, if you suffer as a Christian, he was saying, if you suffer as one that is simplifying, that is exhibiting, that is demonstrative of the word of God that we have delivered to you. Listen. So help me understand. Sainthood, sainthood, sainthood is what God has called us to be. Saint. Come from, uh, you can associate that with being a living sacrifice. Sacrifice unto the Lord. I am sacrificing myself unto the Lord by obeying his word. He said, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. Saints and friends, we live in turbulent times. It is not turbulent because of the wind or earthquakes or fires or tsunamis. It's turbulent because of the obedience or the lack thereof to the word of God. If America was the nation of Israel, we would be in captivity now. And like the nation of Israel, there would be some of us that would be marked for salvation and others marked for the chastening of the Lord. The Bible tells us in Ezekiel, the eighth chapter, it says, then said he unto me, son of man, Hast thou seen what the ancients of the house of Israel do in the dark? Every man in his chambers of his imagine, his imagery, his imagination is doing dark things. For they say the Lord seeth us not. America says that God don't see them. Churches are saying, God don't see what we're doing. We can do what we want to do. Uh, as long as we label it as being Christian-like. Uh, we can dance the way we want to dance. We can back that thing up to who we want to back it up to. We can walk the way we want to walk, talk the way we want to talk. Do all that we want to do. As long as we label it as Christianity instead of entertainment. There's a difference in church and entertainment. There's a difference in the saving of your soul and a good feeling. There are some that go to, will go to church today and they will live feeling good. I feel good. I feel good down in my soul. I went to church. The preacher preached. The, the preacher, he got down with it and, and he got it. He talked about folks, some old, talked about those old hypocrites in the church and stuff. And you're one of them. If you are not obeying the word of God, you're no different. You're just as what was proclaimed. That's hypocrisy. But we're talking about being saved and sanctified. We're talking about obeying what God has to say and not deviating from the truth, not deviating from the word of God. Holy Ghost, bless your name, Jesus. He said to me, son of man, this is Ezekiel talking. Has thou seen what the ancients, those that's been in church for a little while, those that, that have been there for a little while, have you seen what they're doing? 
They, they sneaking around doing some things, thinking they're hidden. They even said the Lord don't see us. He's not paying attention to us. We, we okay. He said, but check it out. They're doing great abominations. Ezekiel 9, 4. And the Lord said unto him, go through the midst of the city, through the midst of, the, of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh those that are crying and they cry for the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. There are those of us that are praying, seeking God, crying out, Lord, have mercy. Lord, we see what's going on. Have mercy. Lord God, save Lord. Stir up the hearts of those that are not crying out unto you. Excuse me. But are following after their own imagination. The Lord told the told the angel said, go through and mark the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry. Um, and so there's a separation that's going on even in this moment. The seventh day of January 2024. There is a separation that is occurring. You don't have to see it with your natural eyes, but I want you to understand that there is a separation. There's a separation of those that hear what God is saying, and there's a separation of those that do not. There will be a separation when the trump of God sounds, and the dead in Christ rise first, and then we which are alive will rise up to meet him. Can you say amen? Bless you, Lord. He said to mark them, go after him through the city and smite, let not your eyes spare, neither have pity. Slay utterly old and young, both maids and little children, and the women, but come not near any man whom is the mark. Have your children been marked? Are you teaching your child at the age of one and two and three years old how to dance the latest moves, how to show them how to drop it, you know, uh, and, and act like they did? And, and then to, are you what are you teaching them? If they're old enough to learn that, then they're, old enough to learn multiplication. They're old enough to learn how to do a little math, how to do some reading, how to give a dance and a praise unto the Lord. But we want to put them on TikTok, one of the messiest applications. But we want to put them in other platforms and show off how they can shake and dance and, and how they can lean into it. And then you want to say, well, they're, they're God's angels that he's given to me. Well, the Bible said that that children are inheritance of the Lord and that we ought to be careful how we raise them. Train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're older, they will not depart from it. You ought to put some word in them. Are you teaching them the word of God? Or are you teaching them everything else? Anything. Everything goes. Bless your Lord God. Listen here. Don't spare them. 
Don't spare the little children. Don't spare the women. But and come not near any man. Don't don't come near any man that has the mark on them. Don't come near them. Stay away from them. You've been marked. You ought to know that you've been marked today. You ought to know that you've been marked today. You know you've been marked if you are living a saved, a sanctified life. Then you know that you've been marked by God. You know because you separated yourself. You know because you repented of sin. You know because you made an effort to do what is right in the presence of God. You know his presence is with you on the job, in recreation, in the school, and wherever else you are. <coughs> you know that he's there in the gym. You know that he's there when you drive down the street. You know he's there when you're in the grocery store. Wherever you are, you know his presence is there and your conduct is that of a saint. Not Catholicism. Uh, no, we're not talking about that you have to have a miracle in your life in order to be considered a saint. That's not what the Bible teaches. No, the Bible calls us saints. That's why Enoch said that he's coming back with 10,000s multiply of saints with him. Will you be one of them? Many say, well, I'm waiting. If I was to introduce Christ, you know, I've seen it repeated over again after seeing the, the first one that was done. But listen, if you were introducing Christ, uh, you got left behind. He don't, he's not looking for that introduction. He's looking for a saved and sanctified life. The Bible is clear about that. He's looking for those and he's, the, he's coming back for those that worship him in spirit and truth. The scripture said the father seeketh such. That's what he's looking for. Those that worship him in spirit and in truth. Well, he tells them not to touch anybody that's been marked. And he goes on to say, go to my sanctuary. Where is he going? He's going to the church. He said, begin at my sanctuary. Holy Ghost, bless you, Lord God. He said, begin at my house. For those of you that say, don't judge me, God said, begin at my house. For those of you that say, well, he's so loving, he's so kindness, he will have mercy on whom he will have mercy. He said, begin in my house. So when you get to my house, you're going to look for those that are in the church that are marked they have a mark on them. They have a mark on them. And because they have a mark on them, I, I see y'all, I, I got you, I got you. Because they have a mark on them, don't touch them. But those that do not have a mark, those that do not have a mark, you want a mark? You want me to come here? Bless your Lord God. Those that do not have a mark. If you don't have a mark on you. 
Uh, then the, 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 the Lord is talking about them. Come, come here. Come here. Bless your Lord. He said, don't touch him. He has a mark on him. Don't touch him. He, I, I have him covered. Uh, step over here so I want to make sure that, that they see. He has a mark on him. And so therefore, I don't want you to touch him in any kind of a way except to bless him so that he know the peace of God is upon him, that he's in God's will, and there's no harm that is going to come to him because he has been marked. Bless you, Lord God. He's been marked. He's been marked. Have you been marked by God? Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord God. Have you been marked by God? Have you been marked? Holy Ghost, bless your name, Jesus. If you don't know if you have been marked, check your life. Ah! Bless your Lord Jesus. Mighty God, check yourself. You better know. You better know. Don't play with this. God is not playing. It don't matter who your pastor is, what they title they hold. It don't matter if it does not line up with the word of God. It's a waste of your time. You ain't a, you attending a social club. Bless your name, Jesus. COG is not a social club. Cornerstone of Grace is not a social club. No, it's not. Uh-uh. We believe in praising God, lifting him up, magnifying him, seeking him, praying. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. The word of God must be, it has been established and it must be obeyed. In order for the mark to exist. He said begin at my sanctuary. Then they begin. At the ancient men. Who were before the house. The angels went down. And they began to deal with those. That was not marked. Begin to deal with those. That, that took things for granted. Oh time has continued. You know, as Peter said that, that some people say God is slack concerning his promise. Well, uh, we're not going to see that happening here in 2024. It's the year to open door, you know, and the open window and open this and open that. But you better understand something. That prophecy is not for everybody. It's not for everybody. You might think it is. You might even have a little some Kimballs and bits. But it's not for everybody. I don't want to be. And you shouldn't want to have things and then lose your soul. What is it that, that a man should gain, gain the whole world and then lose his soul? And some of you struggling with a little bit of things. Don't have the whole world. <laughs> Don't even have a third of it. Don't even have a good portion of it. Struggling paycheck to paycheck and still and going to lose your soul too? Come on now. Those marked by the angel had given God's word preeminence. Prior to the to the appearance of the angel. They had committed themselves unto the Lord. I believe that they had done that early on because they were they were already crying. They were already praying. They were already said, Lord, the, the, the men and women that know the way uh, they, they they're sinning. They're teaching their children to sin. They're going against your will. They're going against your word. They were already crying out against it. 
When you pray, are you just praying? Say, Lord, give me, give me, give me, give me. Oh, Lord, just, just give me, give me, give me, give me. I, I want. Are you praying? Say, Lord, our nation is being overrun with sin. Churches, politicians, the community that I live in. Can't talk to them about God. I don't want to hear that. Can't, can't invite them to church. Go to invite them to church. I already go to church. Wherever I go, the church is with me. That's not what the Bible said. The Bible said, don't forsake the assembling yourselves together. That's what it said. Well, that's, that's that old stuff. Remember, I, I told you we're in the dispensation of grace. So we are still in the Bible days. None of that have come to an end. Bless your Lord. Those marked by the angel had given God's word preeminence prior to the appearance of them. Those chastened felt that God was not looking at their shenanigans and therefore there was no repentance. It's important to know and understand that God sees everything. Second Chronicles 16 and 9 says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Do you have a perfect heart toward God today? Do we have a perfect heart toward him? The Bible tells us that we ought to serve him uh, with all our might. All our strength, all our spirit, everything that's about us, our being, our very fiber should be wrapped up in God. Is that how we are at this moment? Is that where you are? If you're not, you ought to start praying and asking God forgiveness right now. You ought to ask his forgiveness right now for not living that life, for not being there. You know how we get caught up in men. We get caught up in women. We get caught up in sports. We can tell the statistics of, of a player that don't even know us from anyone else. We just love, we cry when, when something happened to our favorite sports player. They don't even know you. You weeping over them. You don't even know some of your family members that well, or do you? Mighty God, are we caught up in the Lord that way? Or do we just go through the motion sometime? Or do we feel like we're burnt out? I'm burnt out on going to church. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I'm just, I'm just through. I'm just done. Well, God didn't say he was done with you. He didn't say he was burnt out on you. Everyone gets a little tired. You get tired from going to work, but you still go. You still go to work. Uh, even though you're tired, you really don't want to be there, but you go. Bless your Lord God. The first part of God's statement is for those that love him the way he wants to be loved. The second part is for those who believe they can have it their way and it be acceptable to God. The recipe for success is not the same. Their recipe, let me correct that. Their recipe for success is not the same as God's recipe. Don't mess up the recipe with ingredients from the earth. The earth was cursed. The ingredients were cursed 
and cannot and should not be used. If you ask Brother Cain, he will let you know that he presented a sacrifice to God. It was not accepted. And the Lord said, you know what to do. I'm paraphrasing. You know what to do. And if you do well, you'll be accepted. But if you don't do well, sin lies at your door. It's not going to be accepted. You've missed the mark. It wasn't that long ago that we had a pandemic. The world experienced a biblical shutdown. And here we are, like the nations, then coming out of one affliction and doing all the things that triggered that affliction to put us right back into it. I was looking for some information and run across a minister talking to a man that was demon possessed. And he asked the man if he could control his actions. He asked the man, he asked the man, could he control his actions? Man, can you control the demon that's inside of you? You know, and so he's talking to the man. I mean, he had a grip on the man's collar. He, he's holding the man, you know, right there in his face. He's got the man held up right in his face. He, he was mad dogging man. He, he was. There's another word for handling a man that way, but and some of you guys might know what it is, but he was handling him. Now, if the man is standing there and he's talking to the man at no time, did he tell the man call on the name of Jesus? And I'm, I'm waiting. I'm like, man, so come on. If he, if he has conscious awareness of where he is and what he's doing, tell him to call on the name of Jesus. For the Bible said, whosoever call on the name of Jesus shall be saved. Tell the man to call on Jesus. He continued to talk to the man. And then the man began to yell, ah, you know, and he's holding on to the man and he's calling on the name of Jesus. But you never told the man to call on the name of Jesus for his own deliverance too. What a spectacle. We need to get real and right with this. He asked the man if he could control his action. The man at, at no time did he tell him to call on the name of Jesus. I want you to call on the name of Jesus. Jesus is the name for salvation. No other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. Acts 4 and 12. Call on the name of Jesus. If you want deliverance, call on the name of Jesus. If you want the Holy Ghost, call on the name of Jesus. If you want to be saved, call on the name of Jesus. Acts 2 and 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Don't call my name. Don't call no one else's name. Call on the name of Jesus. Second John one and nine, whosoever transgresses and abides not in the doctrine of Christ, have not God. If you are not teaching the doctrine of Christ, Genesis through Revelation, then you are not in the will of God. There, that's not an argument. That's not open for argument. That's not open for interpretation. That is a fact. When Jesus, when the, when the Bible said that when the enemy came and and tempted him and he spoke the scriptures what do you what do you think he got the got that from what do you think he was quoting you need the word of god jesus did not go outside of the word we should not be outside of the word of god 
claiming salvation. We should not be outside the word of the God claiming deliverance. We should not be outside the word of God talking about, well, you know, I have a better relationship outside the word of God with God, but yet I'm not involved with his word, which is his will. So how are you having a relationship with him? And you don't know his word. Or you defy his word. And you say, well, it was not written for, for me. It was written for someone. And it's a missing part. You're trying to pick and choose what you want. Don't cherry pick your soul, your soul salvation. Don't cherry pick your way to hell. Listen. Jesus went back into the book of Deuteronomy and other passages for throughout the Old Testament to quote, to refute, to fight the warfare. My praise dance, <clears throat> Luke 24 and 47. Let me read that. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Every message and all that we do should be done in the name of Jesus. So I question why he did not tell the man to call on the name of Jesus instead of having a conversation about him being demon possessed. If the man was there, he was there to be delivered, not have a conversation to exalt oneself or to be a show of anything else. Time is of the essence. You want to be saved. I don't know if the man ever received that deliverance. I didn't continue to watch that. But certainly, if you want to be delivered, if you want to be saved, you're going to have to call on his name. And you're going to have to live according to his word. My praise, my dance is not a sexual illustration. Backing it up against someone else, being a prince wannabe, it's a shame. But if, if you are into that, I'm going to respect your decision to do what you want to do and how you want to do it at your church, wherever you are in the streets, at home, wherever you are. But when the day come that we stand before God and the pastors have to give an account for your soul and you have not been in church, you come when you want to come, you go, you're sometime, you know, I'm sometime in, sometime out. And well, guess what I would tell God? Well, God, you know what? Sister Salad is sometime in and she's sometime out. Sometime I see Sister Salad, then, then she may be gone for two or three months. I don't see Sister Salad no more. Oh, brother, Deacon, Deacon Wonton. Oh, I haven't seen him in a while. Deacon Wonton, he, he come every now and then. Lord, are they saved? Saint Lord, actually, no. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Many talk about they, they, how they, we're going to come into 2024. If you're going to be here and you want the blessings and you want what God has, then you're going to have to obey what God say do. Because it may be the thing that he's telling you to do that's going to usher in the blessing. But then if you don't do it and you don't receive the blessing, you're going to be scratching your head and trying to figure out why. Those marked by the angel, those marked, listen, I'm sticking with the God I know and I love this saying, and I'm going to rely on his, his recipe for success. Joshua 24, 
Joshua 24 and 14. It says, now, therefore, fear the Lord. What are we going to do? We're going to fear the Lord. What are we going to do? We're going to fear the Lord. And serve him in sincerity. This is Joshua 24. 14 verse, 15 verse. And in truth. I'm going to deal with reality. I'm going to put everything in his right perspective. And I'm going to serve God in truth and sincerity. Lord Jesus. I'm going to serve him in spirit, in truth, and in sincerity. Mighty God. I'm going to put away the gods which others serve. He said, put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood. Don't, don't, don't follow that pattern. Whatever you did in 2023, don't follow that pattern. I'm telling you now, don't follow. Don't do the same thing. If you do the same thing that you did then, you're going to have the same results. You're going to have the same results. If you do the same thing that you've always done, you're going to have the same results. It's not going to change. You have to make the change. Serve ye the Lord. And if any seem evil, if this seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. If, if this if this ain't for you, well, Pastor, Pastor Carl, you too, man, you 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 saying stick with the word of God, line upon line, precept upon precept. And you saying, man, stick with this the way it's supposed to be, like like peanut butter to bread. Like, like you saying stick with this in such a way that it don't leave no room to, to air. That's what I'm saying. You don't want room to air and to do any and everything. You want all of the air bubbles out of the break line. Some of you mechanics know just what I mean by that. You can't have those air bubbles in the brake line. The car won't stop. Is that right? The car won't stop. You don't need those, those air bubbles there. You don't want air in the, in the gas line. You don't want that. That you want to be high performance for God. If it seem evil unto you, though, to be that way, then don't do it. That's what he's saying. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the side, you know, if you want to follow that, fine. Uh, they were on the flood. They, 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 they served the gods of the Amorites. They did what they wanted to do, how they wanted to do it, when they wanted to do it. But as for me, as for me and my house, as for me and my house, do, do you feel the same way right now? As for me and my house, that means everyone under my roof know what I stand for. Everyone on the job without, and I'm not walking around saying, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm not walking around with, with my cross around my neck or nothing like that. You know, a Bible sitting on my desk. No, conduct. Your conduct speaks volumes. The Bible said that we are living epistles read of men. Your conduct is what speaks out and says that you are saved, that you are sanctified, 
we were in a ministerial class yesterday um, and there was people that I had never met before. And one of the individuals sitting next to me saying, said that I can see a light about you. There's a light around you. And I was kind of wondering if it, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I was kind of wondering, am I sitting under a lamp, you know, but, you know, within my own mind, I was just cut. But I was receiving what, what they were saying because the words in which they were speaking were very, the same words that had been spoken to, spoken to me the night before in the revival. The next person that spoke to me, the words that they spoke were the words of a dream that I had had. What do people see about you without you opening your mouth? Without you saying anything, and at no time, only thing they knew was my name was Carl. That's all they knew about me. They didn't know what church I go to. They didn't know my position, my role, or anything. Because I don't talk about those things unless it is necessary. Because I want to get to know you as a person before you realize who you're talking to and you put up those walls and those, and after a while, you're your conversation change and the words that you might use all of a sudden become different. You know, you know what I'm talking about. You know, when somebody find out who, who they talking to, and it could be, they could be talking to a police officer, the same thing. All of a sudden, uh, you know, the joking changes everything, you know, and so that, that uh, all of a sudden things change. But they could be talking to a doctor and stuff, you know, our, all of a sudden our demeanor changes because of the respect of the person that we're talking to. <clears throat> And so I'm not quick to tell it. And it could be that that sometime I might think you, I got to fill you out. No, if you're an enemy, if you you might be a warlock, you might be a witch. You know, you might be trying to you find out who I am and try to cast a spell on me or something. It won't work. But, you know, and then you're going to be set free because I'm certainly we're going to have revival in that moment. You know, so are you going to have to run? Listen here. I'm going to stop right here with, with Joshua 1, 7 and 9. It said, be only thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the, the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand, don't, don't go to the, to the right hand, don't go to the left, that thou mayest prosper wheresoever thou goest. This book of the law, now Moses was the author of five books. He didn't finish the book of Deuteronomy because he, because of his demise. He didn't enter into the promised land because of something that he did. He was able to see the promised land, but he didn't enter in. Was Moses saved? Yes, he was. And so, uh, from Genesis, where we are on Wednesdays, the, the plan of God on, on uh, the book of Exodus, the redemptive power of God, the book of Leviticus, the person of God, and, and then the providence of God, numbers and Deuteronomy, the principles of God. We have to practice the principles. We've been delivered. We have to practice the principles of God. You must practice his principles, and you're not going to get that without getting into his word. 
Joshua said, be only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law. Which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whatsoever thou goest. I think and I know for a fact everybody in here, everybody that I would ask this question to, they they want to prosper and I want you to prosper. God wants you to prosper. He said, I would that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. God don't want you to just be blessed and your soul not be blessed. He wants your soul to be blessed and he wants you to be blessed in the areas that you want to be blessed in. You got to line up with his word. Not only line up with his word, but let me let me let me give this to you. By lining up with his word, you're able to hear. Brothers, you're able to hear and you you will know that. Even though you look at that sister, you will be you. you well, I hear the word of God saying, no, that she's not for me. She looked like she's for me. She's as ripe as an apple on it. But no, nope, I said, that's not the one. And because you listen to the word of God, when you do follow his word, he tell you that that's the right. Then it's a beautiful. It's a blissful marriage. Ladies, same thing. That's not the finances for you. I have the finances for you. And this is what I'm going to, I'm going to open up an avenue. I'm going to open up a door for you. And even though that, that you applied for seemed very fruitful and it might've been very fruitful, but not for you, not for you. You got to be sensitive to what God says. In the interview, the last interview that I went to uh, 10 years ago, it was very fruitful as I could hear and knew what to say and my demeanor in that interview and they saw it and they even said that there is a light when i speak to you about certain things troubleshooting the system there is a light about you and i knew within my heart that that was god illuminating me in their presence for that position god does that line up with this word don't go to the right don't go to the left that thou mayest prosper, whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not, here we go, this book of the law shall not depart out of my mind, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Do you have a personal devotion time? Or are you so busy running behind everything else that you don't have a personal devotion time? Just 10 minutes, 15 minutes. They know that you're in devotion. After two or three times, they will not knock on the door because by then you're going to set them down and have them sit down and have devotion with you. That That's how, when I used to tell the kids it's nap time and they didn't want to take a nap, we would all lay on the bed and lay down together. And after a while, they were all asleep. Maybe sometime I might look over and they might be playing with their feet or whatever, but most of the time it worked. And you got some rest too. have everybody sit down and spend those 10 or 15 minutes just reading the word of God to them. And they're old enough to read for themselves to share that personal devotion time. Thou meditate there in day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written. The more you have it in you, the more you're going to is it's your nature. That's what we are working on right now. We are working on our nature in God. We're working on that right now. 
When God comes, he's not going to change our nature. He's going to change our bodies. He's not going to change our character because we're already having, allowing the mind of Christ to be in us. We're already being transformed by the renewing of our mind, which is done through the word of God and the application of it. So when we step out of time into eternity, it is not a struggle. We make God's job very easy because he made it easy for us by giving us his word of what to do. Observe to do what is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. You're going to have good success. How are you going to have good success? By staying in the word of God. How are you going to have good success? By staying in the word of God. I'm not talking about quoting it, telling it to people, you know, look at how many scriptures I can quote or anything like that. No, it's an intimate relationship where I understand exactly what God wants at that moment. I understand and know what he wants. I, I applaud my my daughter, um, that all of them, I applaud all of my children, but I, I have one that is, is a, I, she can't even call herself an invert, even though she she functions, you know, but, but she thrives when it comes down to being a champion of people. She jumps out in front of them. If she sees somebody being bullied, somebody being talked about, she didn't go along with that. She loves helping people and has been involved with helping people all of this time, even into her current profession um, in the nursing field. And so I applaud that because you have to be able to understand and talk to people. There is an, a particular application that is built within some people where they just know how to. And that is enhanced by the word of God. That's enhanced. I'm giving you something right now. That's enhanced by the word of God as well. Not that she don't know that. She knows that. But now there's a certain awareness about it that has just been brought to the forefront of her mind. And then thou shalt have good success. Have not. I commanded thee, I'm going to stop after this, be strong and of a good courage, <clears throat> be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee. Whenever I want to know, <clears throat> excuse me, CLG, God is with you. God bless you. Bless your name, Jesus. Mighty God, the Lord is with us. Understand that, know that, embrace that. He is with us. And there is a blessing that is on the way. I, the blessing that I receive is a blessing for everyone because everyone will benefit from it. And so as God has, has prepared me and is preparing me and the things that have been spoken over me that some of you heard on the other night, you were not there yesterday that things that was spoken over me that lined up with what was spoken over me the night before as those things manifest it's not just a manifest that i take of myself but it's a manifest that i believe is going to that is going to embody and bless everyone so let's all be prayerful let's all be on the same mindset of one accord of being faithful to god obeying God's word. Let's allow his word to have preeminence 
on us. And before we before we actually close out, we thank I thank God for those of you that that have joined and tuned in to the Word of God. You know, and we're going to be posting uh, the message on our website. Um, we wanted to go live with that today, and we were not able to. There was so much that went on this morning as we tried to get into the Word of God, as we tried to set up for service. It became a struggle. The electronic devices were not working. The computer decided that it did not want to work. Uh, the, the audio was acting up. There was just so much distraction that was going on. And, you know, when that happens, it lets you know that you're in a right place. It lets you know that you are in a right place. And so, you know, and not one time did you hear me say, that's the devil, you know, anything of that nature. Because I don't want to exalt him. I want to exalt the Lord. I want to exalt him. He's at, he has the power over everything. But we're going we're gonna to work our way through everything that's, that's being worked on. And, and so, um, and so we solicit your prayers, continue to pray for us as we are praying for you, you know, and we want, um, I'm going to anoint everyone this morning. While anointing, putting a mark on everyone, you're listening to Hezekiah Walker, I need you to survive.
God bless you. Again, want to thank thank you for his, thank God for his goodness and each of you that tuned in on May 30th, 31st, and June 1st will be in our Pentecost service. That's 143 days away. That's not too far off. That's not too far off as we enter into the middle of January. And so um, um, so I want you to bear that in mind. The Ontario Airport is near where we are. And so um, to where we're going to be holding the service and we're preparing to have a great time in God. I want you to know and understand that a Pentecost service is not the same as your regular Sunday service. It is a different type of service unto the Lord. And so as we're preparing, we're fasting. I ask that you fast with us. Pick a day of the week to fast on. We're fasting and, and seeking God that his will is done. And, you know, and so um, please visit ConnectingTruth.org. This is our website, ConnectingTruth.org. If you have uh, a question or you want to send us information about something that you haven't, please feel free to do so. Thank God. Uh, for his goodness and um, and his grace and what the Lord is doing. One thing that I know he's going to do, he's going to do it immediately. He's going to do it immediately. Uh, we are, there's something that has been, that has been released by God. And so it's going to cross my path. And when it crosses my path, it's going to cross our path. Amen. God bless you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in our sight. O Lord, my strength, my redeemer, in Jesus' name, amen.